Siempre que te pregunto que cuando, como y dónde, tú siempre me respondes, quizás, quizás, quizás. Y así pasan los días y yo desesperado y tú, tú contestando. Quizás, quizás, quizás. Estás perdiendo el tiempo pensando, pensando. Por lo que más tú quieras, hasta cuándo, hasta cuándo. Y así pasan los días y yo desesperado. Tú, tú contestando Quizás, quizás, quizás What's new, pussycats? And welcome to the latest episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake Currently during our Animasterpiece Theater? theater. Uh, yeah You know, naming What's in a name, Dan? <laughs> I don't know I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, of course Licking my bowl of cream in the corner Joined, as always, by my confident co-host uh, As voiced by Seth Rogen, it's Dan Ryan Oh, what does that mean? What is he voicing now? Is he in the Chippendale movie? He is uh, I mean, I hear it's a, a middling commentary on the Disney machine So, I haven't seen it yet Surprisingly, yeah mm. Yeah, yeah. I, it's the, one of the only things I have to talk about, well, so we'll They stole all get a lot of Kingdom Hearts artwork from creators. Yeah, they did. So, <laughs> it's in my bad books already, but I guess we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. Um, yes, Dan, we're doing our film festival. Of course, we're continuing the works with uh, uh, Shinto Kanata, whatever his name is. I'll, I'll get to that in the future, but uh, uh, any life updates... For this week and such. Um, nothing too exciting. Mm. I have uh, been watching multiple anime, uh, but they are all contenders for what I showcase next on here. Mm-hmm. It's down to like two or three. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so one of which might be slightly easier to showcase than the others. Um, but uh, I'll narrow that down in my mind and then we'll... We'll know once Legends concludes. Well, I'll have you know, (laughs) the pot is full on the Sinister Six watch. I've got Mm -hmm. six possible picks Mm -hmm. to throw in. One that I teased you with is going to ruin our friendship forever. Yeah, you... It's nearly a three-hour epic a la Wonder Woman 84. Whatever this vague entity is, you... You're not ready for it, Dad. And I know by the luck of the draw you're going to pick it because that's the way you're destined to go. But if not, I've got, you know, five alternatives that will back us up in this situation. Jonathan here was sending me messages like, Dan, I... 25 characters, I haven't surpassed the first 20 minutes. It was 20 minutes! 20 minutes, you get introduced to like 30 characters and you're expected to remember them for 3 hours. And that that could apply to any number of bad movies, so Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to... Now, is it a classically bad movie, or is it Mm -hmm. like a you-don't-like-it? It It would be more in the second camp. I I like it, but I like it because it's awful. Okay. (laughs) In the same point, but some people may like this movie genuinely. Okay. I don't know about that. Um, Aside from that, my week has been... A little lackadaisical as well. I've continued with, uh, not Octopath Traveler, Triangle Strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to a chapter that's just too hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to take it down to easy, but uh, it's a tough battle. I'm enjoying it. I think I'm nearing the end game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm on chapter 15 or so of the regular game. I know there is four endings possible, but I am continuing the struggle with that. 
Of course. Um, and that is my only video game endeavor. El- Elden Ring has set to the wayside until I have time. Um, I do know that Live Alive is coming out soon. And yes. I'm excited for that because I haven't played that classic RPG and it's got eight different tales and the, the 2.5 3D style. That Which we we've love. come to love, yes, yeah. on this podcast. So I will keep you updated on that. But aside from that, literally this week was just Sinister Six selections for Dan. I, like, set every day aside and it was like, when the night fell, I began my fastidious typing at the computer. Yeah, I, I, this was a very uneventful, but by virtue of the fact I was working on some art uh, mm-hmm. for our purposes. Some good art. Uh, yes. I, I've been uh, d- trying to, you know, keep a, a steady stream of that coming uh both for the podcast and for our pokemon projects and for other projects mm-hmm. um but it's going well uh video game wise i did a little bit of dabbling in elden ring i uh y- you know just inch by inch take it steady step by step mile by mile man by man Dad. of course um <laughs> i also maybe uh i don't know if i would call it a mistake but i decided to uh, play Sonic Forces uh, because Oof. and you live to tell the tale. Uh, yeah, hmm. I, I, it's harmless. It's exactly as stupid as. as what character did you create? I need to know. Uh, I made a bird. Hmm. Um, you can't name. Wait, you, oh, you can't name them. You can't name them. Oh, well, uh, what's the point of that? <laughs> but like, you can you can deck them out in in like cringy gamer gear, and it's. Uh, but gameplay-wise, it's not terrible. Mm. It's just like, I, I was watching like the Game Grumps go through it, and I I was like, I, I want something on handheld to kill time besides Crash. You somewhere. chose Sonic Forces, I eh? did. I did. Interesting. Um, not colors. I have colors on the PS5. Remember? Apparently that port of like the classics isn't as good. It's like a weird marketing scheme or whatever. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not heard that, but it's it wouldn't like, surprise me. It's yeah. a weird, like, digital... Like, you never get everything no matter what you buy. Yeah. Like, if it's a digital deluxe or, like, physical version of it. Yeah. Very strange, but um, it looks good. We do like the Sonic Colors... Not Sonic Colors. Sonic or... Which is the good one that came out? The the recent uh, one. Mania? Mania. Yeah, we do love Mania. Yeah. Uh, but It's, like, in that style. But, like... Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing missing for people who don't have, like, the Nintendo, like, the Sega Genesis thing might be three and Knuckles, but Mm. I I don't, I don't, I'm not positive. I'm not sure either. Um, The wrong person to ask on this subject. But, yeah, I I don't know why I decided to go with Sonic 4, but it's harmless. It's it's exactly as stupid as any given Sonic game is. Well, doesn't Sonic get, like, a cold death in the opening? Uh, Yeah. Sonic's being shot. (laughs) No, Sonic is, Sonic is, uh, is, is, uh, is taken out, Mm -hmm. and he's... Uh, tortured for six months um and that's that's the dialogue the dialogue is sonic has been held captive and he's been tortured for six months and tails has lost it yeah, and well, it's 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 stated with all the suit by the fucking i'm sure knuckles, knuckles is fine he's like well yeah no knuckles is fine it'll be what it'll be vector and charmy are there and charmy the bee and vector the the crocodile and it, it's like and then it cuts to Sonic in the prison, and he's like, hey, no room service. So it's like, it's it's what you would expect that to be. Yeah. But the gameplay, it's enjoyable. It's like a, it's a good time killer. Hmm. Um, as Colors has been, too. Yeah. Just if you look past the fact that it's Sonic. Um, I think Generation. there's so many Sonic games with stupid sur titles. I think Generations is the good one, too, where you go, like, back between... 
uh, classic yeah. like 2D animated 3D Sonic. And yeah. Then the the Sonic that we know and love that eats chili dogs on the wayside. Well, 2D Sonic shows up in this one too because they wanted okay. to market to that. Well, but well, I mean, that's it, my favorite Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. You get like an Eggman boss battle with him. It's cute. Uh, mm. But otherwise, uh, the only major new media thing I took in, uh, well, not only major, I did decide to do, I, I rewatched because it had been a number of years, had a craving, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, good classic film, yes. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. I sincerely recommend that to- We had a conversation about, like, best horror movies. Does Terminator count in that? It's like sci-fi-ish, but... I mean, I feel like it has horror movie elements because they're, like, evading a killer for the entire time, yeah. so it's like... and But, I mean, it does get the same treatment of turning into a horrible franchise. Yes. So, yeah. we were debating because we watched uh, Halloween Kills mm-hmm. last week for the audience, just those unaware, which really should have been a Sinister Six pick on my part. Blew that one. Evil shit, dies tonight. Shit the bet on that one, because that is an awful movie that I just was like, oh, this slipped my mind. This could have been perfect. Yeah. But uh, we were debating on which is the best classic horror movie franchise, and we couldn't come to an accurate conclusion. My camp is still in The Exorcist, because it just has, like, two spinoffs that are bad. Yeah, and I... I don't know. I think you pointed out... Jaws, I like. I, but Jaws turns into, like, fucking camp at the end. I would say maybe Hellraiser? Mm. Hellraiser but comes close? There's some bad Hellraisers, too. There are some. Like, yeah. there, you cannot think of one that doesn't, like go to shit at some point. Well, I, one I don't... and two are great. Yes. But afterwards, it gets a little bad. Because Friday the 13th doesn't go no, that way. Halloween definitely doesn't. Night, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, no. So it, it, it's very, I don't know, it's very difficult. Yeah. Maybe that'll be something to explore in the spookier months of the year. Um, but then I did watch the Chippendale movie. Mm. Um, I enjoyed it. I hear uh, it's okay. I haven't checked it out yet, though. It's, it's like, surprising that they let them do it. Like, I, I, I know there's a lot of, there's, like, layers of, like, problematic stuff in it. Like, they, like, they went with, like, the main villain for most of it is Peter Pan. Yeah, and that actor was, like, abused in the Disney system. Yeah, yes. literally in, the, in a similar, yeah, like, circumstance. Gone awry. Um, but I don't think that the, like, the people making the movie were aware of that like it feels like they because it feels like they were let like they were allowed to be very hands-off on this and Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know if like i I mean it would be a very easy thing to check Mm -hmm. so it's disappointing but like i I don't uh, again that's just the main thing is that it seems like disney let them go very like they were very hands-off about like they make jokes about reboots they make jokes about the recent cgi remakes they Mm -hmm. they make jokes about like you know, knockoffs and and how you market a reboot and things like that. And it was like a lot of meta humor. Yeah. It was it was like a I don't know. It, it it surprised me. It was yeah. Well, surprising to you, I'm a do or die Chippendales Rescue Rangers fan mm-hmm. from Gadget the Mouse, Zipper the Fly, Monterey Jack. I know them all, man. Mm-hmm. Fat Cat. I used to watch that show religiously, and I know it doesn't really follow the. The plot crux of the mm. original series. Yeah. But I'll probably check it out at some point just because it has those characters that I love in it. And I was a fan of Gadget before the cult of Gadget started. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That deep dive? That, like, Russian cult that oh yeah, developed yeah. around Gadget the Mouse for no reason? Well, she's here. She's voiced by Tress McNeil still. So Tress McNeil? Yeah. 
getting work. Good to see. Yeah. So yeah. It, it it's again, it's like it's got like the yikesy elements that if you can look past them, whatever. If not, it's 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 like a passable comedy. There's like I chuckled at a few jokes in there. I mean, um, that's all that matters, right? But uh, mm. but yeah, that was the only main thing. Do we discuss multiverses? Oh, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a new Warner Brothers fighting simulation sim. I don't know who does the Umbrella property for this, but mm-hmm. uh, it looks very Smash Bros. esque. It looks. It's got rolling netcode, rollback netcode, mm-hmm. so it should be a good fighter. And uh, it seems quirky enough that Sakurai maybe should take notice of this. That some characters have things like you play from Warner Brothers classic characters, uh, including some Scooby Doo people. We've got Steven Universe in there, uh, the Iron Giant, Batman. Yeah. Diana from Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, Ultra Everyone's Instinct here. Shaggy, too. It, 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 it just seems quirky. Maybe I will check this out, because I hear it's getting good praise. It's only in its alpha, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. But I think everyone's got, like, a, a different moveset that you can update. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all we want in a fighter. If you, if, if you get it, I'll get it. Oh, if, you, yeah, if, yeah. if you try it, I'll try it. I, I, I mean, I'm, what else do I have to play on my PS5? Am I right? I, I'm... <laughs> no, no! Uh, but, uh, yeah. I, unironically, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am I am curious about it. Yeah. Because um, we can't do the Switch with the online things. So. What Warner Brothers character would you like to see in this game? Um, Me, I want Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. But... Yeah. Uh, no, unironically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume any Batman character is fair game. I think Batman and Joker are rumored or leaked. Yeah. Batman's in it, Joker's leaked, I believe, in the research that I did off screen. Does WB not have the Gremlins? Oh, they do. The Grem- uh, Spike is leaked. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay Spike okay. might be in it, too. Um... Because uh, the Iron Giant references fighting a Gremlin. Okay, very yeah. good. So it's either that or the Looney Tunes gremlin guy. That isn't um, the Martian Manhunter. It isn't just Marvin, Marvin the Martian. Martian. Yeah. It's like that other gremlin from like Epic Mickey, if you've ever played that game. No. Well, I mean, it's a deep cut, but it's assumed that it's Spike the Gremlin from okay. Gremlins. Yeah, I don't... I'm trying I'd to... like to see uh, the mummy. We can have uh, a Nux on a moon. And oh, Emotep shit. And in there. Oh, shit. They, they could. Yeah. There was Harry Potter characters that were given the chop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for Rightfully so. Uh, what, what else does... What else does they have a lot. Have? Which they... is surprising. Animaniacs? We can get Jaws in there. <laughs> we could get Jaws. Uh... Yeah, Animaniacs should be... Oh, we already man. have Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Can we get Gal Gadot from the, <laughs> Death just on the herself? Nine? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'll think on that. I'll look into what they own. All right. But well, that will lot. be your tangent yes. from next week. What mm. what Warner Brothers property would you add to multiverses? Yeah, yeah. I'm just interested. It looks good. It looks fun. Mm. I hear good things about it. So you know, keeping my nose to the grindstone on that. But uh, aside from that, last thing I have to report on is. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 7 started, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't bring that up, but Dan, it's literally like the equivalent of the Pokemon Champion season. Mm -hmm. There's even art that corresponds with this that I have to share with you, where they did all eight queens and, like, the eight champions Mm -hmm. that are in this season. (laughs) It's like, maybe you should watch this, even if you're not into Drag Race. It's the best of the best. It's the creme de la creme. Mm -hmm. They've given us two solid episodes. The series... RuPaul's Drag Race has pushed out so many seasons over the past, like, five years. Mm -hmm. This one really stands out for it. 
So, I mean, like, I'm, I'm just suggesting to the audience and you maybe if you have a Paramount Plus subscription or you can get your hands on one, check it out. It's truly worth it. It's good quality reality television that you can put on mindlessly in the background and just laugh. If a, it, Par- if a Paramount Plus account were to find its way into my possession, well, I, I, have, I, would, I would... I possibly have one, but I don't know if I'm allowed to share it with you. I would, so. I would make the trade to, uh, to do that and all the terrible Star Trek content <laughs> I've been missing out on. Maybe so. one may find its way into your inbox this week, Dan. <laughs> Just so you know. hope if I could, uh, you know, I can knock that out in a week. I mean, <laughs> we've got Netflix. I've got to keep it because Stranger Things starts this week too. So yeah, well, well, that's hour and a half episodes. You know, as long as Stranger Things is in the tank, I'll be keeping that subscription. You got spoiled by a Monopoly. Game. I didn't say it. Don't you? <laughs> I didn't, spoil, I didn't, I didn't say, watch I didn't, it. I'm not saying I didn't anything. Play it. <laughs> I won't be looking. I'm gonna go in blind, and I'm gonna try and knock it out this weekend. All ten hours of that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm very excited, and that's my news for the week done, Dan. Of course. Mm. Um, I have a very simple Pokemon Topaz and Lapis tangent. Oh boy, and uh, I've got the other one that I've been working on, sent by you last week. Too. Very nice. Uh, do you want to do you want to go over those first? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go over those first. So Dan assigned me two things. One, come up with uh, starters that get a regional form mm-hmm. in this, or a regional final Evo in our new game, mm-hmm. uh, or and. Um, look into what was it like more uh, city adjacent Pokemon? Yeah, ones that would chill out. Well, the second one I didn't <laughs> didn't do at all, Dan. That's fine. I'll think of those. But the first one I had a fine idea on. Our first one obviously is going to be Superior, mm-hmm. which is my favorite starter of all time. So naturally, it's going to go in there. And initially, I was like, well, should I steamroll this and pick my three faves? Because Empoleon was on the docket. Mm-hmm. But Empoleon is in the same region as Superior, too. And I feel like that would be Gen 5... Oh, sorry, Gen 4 favoritism or whatever. It's, like, mm-hmm. too adjacent for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't want to make three Jonathan favorites, so I settled only on two Jonathan favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one I chose was uh, everyone's favorite fighting chicken, Blaziken. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one I settled on was one that we can discuss together being a Dan favorite, Fraligator. I've never picked before, but I figured Dan could speak on him. He's, he's near to my heart. Yes. He's, he's my favorite starter, uh, with Blaziken coming in a close second. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, so. for the typing, though, I initially thought that, you know, we thought that Jalorda slash Serperia would be a grass electric type. Mm-hmm. Based on its yellow-green color scheme. I said, why not give Superior that? Because it would be interesting. Yes. And then I thought, well, this could associate itself with the themes of our game. Mm-hmm. Um, Superior being part grass and electric could be the natural world versus the technological world. Mm-hmm. Which would be a great theme for our game. And then I got to thinking, well, the other starters we picked, and you brought up the great idea, so I'll save you, your alligator boy for last for you to describe. Mm-hmm. I said, why not think of the themes of our game? So I said, okay, Blaziken. Initially, I was like, what did I say flying? Because I was yes. like, oh, and then I neglected to think that our starters are buffalo. But that's okay. It's Firefly. We haven't talked about them in a while. They yeah. are coming. The yes. artist is done for yes. them. <laughs> I said, oh, well, that's, that's fine there. I was like, well, the chicken can fly or whatever. But then I said, no, 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 this makes sense too, because Blaziken can be part fire psychic or fire dark, whatever we settle on in the end. And, like, represent, like, the native shaman-type character, a shaman king-esque Pokemon that would be body and mind. 
Yeah, and uh, pointing out that Blaziken's design as a psychic type would lend itself to a Scarlet Witch yes. shaman. It's so, the same hat shape. Yeah. Which I, oh, I didn't, I neglected to mention I saw that this week. Oh, yeah, and you you, you seemed upset. <laughs> it wasn't spooky. I was like, listen, I love uh, the Scarlet Witch character. That's the reason why mm-hmm. I watched WandaVision. I said, this isn't spooky. Why am I into Marvel movies? And you thought I paid for that? No, I found that on digital streaming services mm-hmm. somewhere on the internet. I said, this was a waste of time. It wasn't spooky. I'm not into Marvel movies, Dan. That's just all I'm going to say. That's like, fine. it's not my cup of tea. It's fine. Yeah, I didn't get it. If those kids would have sang that ice cream song to me, I would have purged that whole universe yeah. and been done with it. That, that again, that ice cream song uh, was, was uncomfortable, but it's... But it's part of the Sam Raimi franchise, yes. Yeah. He, like, he, like, he had the two kids in Spider-Man 3 who were like, whoa, that's totally wicked, mm. and it's like, you can't tell if that's like... Yeah. He's just like, well, you I'm know, not blaming yeah. Sam Raimi in this situation. Uh, critical darling, classic deer of the podcast, mm-hmm. but I just didn't... I couldn't get into it. I was like, all right, we're going to all these multiverses, we see them in a montage, and then we're stuck in two. Yes. No, and I have that complaint. Mm-hmm. I, I would have that complaint as well. It, I did it, like it, that it, uh, blonde chick from Mean Girls is in it. Yes. Uh, Rachel name? McAdams. Rachel McAdams, uh, yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't see the first Doctor Strange. And no, I, I was able to catch up with the plot. Don't don't set, put that against me. All right. Yeah, it wasn't, right. It wasn't hard to understand. <laughs> all right. Uh, I just... Okay, I, I see you scowling. I'm saying that because there are are people out there mm. who, if they don't know what's like, that'll be like I I my son spontaneously combusted because he <laughs> didn't he know the understand. plot of the. So no, I, I have two to and say two that it wasn't hard. <laughs> but like when your jump scare is classified as like Wanda shifting into frame, and I'm sitting there like, oh. Yeah, she sidles. <laughs> it's like, am I supposed to be afraid right now because the music changed? No. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, um, it's prompted a lot of, of, uh, of arguments with, uh, Marvel people. Like, it's... I thought it was fine. And I don't... Alright, I, I need to... If I can yeah, break put, for a put tangent. Put Fraligator on the yeah. side. <laughs> if I can break for a tangent for a moment. Mm. Like, as I, as I have said before, um, I will never make any pretense that these Marvel movies are high art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, just coming from someone who's like a lifelong superhero fan, I like this building shared universe concept um, because, to me, it trims some of the fat with writing a superhero script. So this shared universe where all this weird shit is happening, if you if you drop characters into it, you don't get to do the whole stupid 20 minutes of screen time pontificating, how would Rubber Man change society? Yeah, John Krasinski. Poor John Krasinski. Uh, you know, how Krasinski. how are politics affected by Lizard Man? Yeah. Like, it, it's... They can't do that anymore, because mm-hmm. it's like, the world is weird, you know, yeah. stupid things exist. Well, they, they said, like, you know, on... they don't charge for food in most universes. Yeah. Yours is behind the times and that, and I went... <laughs> So yes, I get it. It, it, it. It's like I will never be opposed to this ongoing shared universe thing mm-hmm. uh, because it's you know it's something young me would have wanted to see. And again, I think that existing in a world like that again eliminates a lot of movie cliches that I'm just very very tired of seeing. Like I, 
If you need an example, go watch that fan four stick movie where watch everything everywhere all at once instead. Um, <laughs> yes, you should. Uh, but you know that fan four stick movie is like, oh god, Rubber Man, Rock Guy, and Invisible Girl are here. How does this change the paradigm of society? Like, and it's like, no, well, just, we know just John Krasinski's like, going to get a Fantastic Four movie, right? Probably, yeah. Like, yeah. it's gonna happen. Because he probably exists in some capacity. In, and, in... like, two, three of that council of the Illuminati, mm-hmm. I loved. I was like, oh, okay, we've got Dr. Xavier, we've mm-hmm. got Peggy Carter, and then that other girl. Uh, yeah, uh, Maria Rambo. I was like, I was into them. Yeah. But then they're just gone. <laughs> yeah, which is the point. Yeah. Which is I, the, it's yeah. the, it's the, it's the I campy... mean, it's, it's there to segment my, like, favorite Marvel person, Scarlet Witch, yeah. next to Spider-Man. Like, oh, she's tough. Yeah. yeah, and that's the whole thing. It's just like, yeah. we're gonna put these characters, we're gonna give them cameos, and it's going, like, uh, Scarlet Witch is gonna wipe the floor with them, because it's like, mm-hmm. but it's okay, because it's not our universe. Yeah. Uh, but I, no, I agree with many of those criticisms. They didn't do enough with the multiverse thing, they didn't no. do... Enough with the horror. Like, I heard this was the scariest Marvel movie, and I said, have you ever seen a horror movie before, but children? Like, but the thing is, though, is that, that you gotta be careful with what, like, the TikTokers are, um, uh, <laughs> you know, saying. Blame in the TikTokers, If you want to go back, if you want to go back and listen to what I, what I said about it last week, mm. uh, you know, I wasn't saying that it was scary, I was saying that it was, like, attempts at, like, That's not Sam what Raimi, all of us heard on the podcast. <laughs> you know, little spooky skeleton things. Yeah. Uh, like, stupid. Well, no, it's, it's stupid um, Sam Raimi. It's yeah. like, oh, a skeleton's doing a bones dance right now. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, I, I'm mad as bones about it. But, like, there... Or, like, the, the, you know, and we can't talk because we pontificate about anime on this podcast, but... <laughs> are we an anime podcast? Yes. There yes. are people who are having disagreements now that they are, you know, they're upset that we're not getting another Thanos build-up thing. They're oh, upset yeah. that I characters care. seem to be existing in their own circles and they sometimes cross over with each other, mm-hmm. and it's like... There's multiple plots happening at once, and it seems like that's like a growing pains thing for a lot of fans who are watching. They've just got so many. They're like, Like, yeah, and and it's like you can't. It was probably like lightning in a bottle, good momentum, good structure for building up a big bad, but they're probably not going to do that again anytime soon. So Mm -hmm. it's like there's going to be some connectivity, but not. 100% 100% there. Yeah. Uh, but I apologize. Um, no, I, I, I brought it up late. Sorry. Then uh, that does bring us to Frolligator. Yes. So, of course, we had Superior, Grass Electric, mm-hmm. Blaziken, Fire, Fire Psychic. Psychic, or Fire Dark, whichever mm-hmm. we decide upon, and then Frolligator, your boy, which I'll leave to you. Uh, we decided to make him Water Ghost. Which is amazing. I said, this idea is brilliant because it represents the themes of life and death. Yeah. Water giving life and ghosts taking it away. And spooky skeleton <laughs> taking it away. away. Yes. <laughs> Just like uh, the Multiverse of Madness. See how we segued into that. Yes. Yes. Brilliant podcasters. Um, <laughs> Two brilliant podcasters. <laughs> uh, but it fits because uh, for Alligator as like a water ghost type... Uh, he would fit in the bayou setting that yeah. we have. Yeah. Um, I had previously, a long time ago now, suggested, like, some kind of alligator to go in that realm, yeah. but for alligator serves that purpose just as well. So mm-hmm. he will, and then you've also, one of the ones that I'm working on- Like at a your, Cayman one or something. Is the Cayman who mm-hmm. goes from big boy to small boy. Yes. Um, yeah. so that, that will be- 
him, but I I think like a big skeletal frolligator kind of emerging from mm -hmm. a dry bones frolligator. Yeah. Yes. I, I think could be a pretty cool image. Now my so. only worry is that like the Pokemon company is gonna be like, they stole from Fue Coco if Fue Coco turns out to be Fire Ghost. Well, I I, I I don't I really don't know. Yeah. Well it would help if we got any trailers, but That's true. Uh, for the time being we're just operating off <laughs> you heard so. that game freak, Dan throwing shade at you, <laughs> his beloved company. Uh <laughs> We're due for a trailer. We're due for something. Yeah. We're due for anything. Give switch. us anything. <laughs> so, but um, uh, that's the work I did, and I felt like those three felt it fit into our themes of the game. Mm -hmm. So, good on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, but otherwise, work is progressing with the other ones. I showed you uh, our, our biblically accurate angel yes. who's coming. Mm -hmm. uh, a few others. I'm working on our regional Voltorb and his dynamite evolution, mm -hmm. uh, who I finally... After having an Amadeus breakdown, slaving over these papers, I, when I figured it out. is that coming to the podcast? As soon as Amadeus comes, I'll rewake. <laughs> I'll um, enter my second gear. But uh, but yeah, so we got we got a lot coming, and still uh, several early game ones that I just haven't managed to post yet because they need shading. But soon, mm. um, and the starters. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but but uh, anyway, uh, very simple tangent for okay. for next week. Mm -hmm. um, already in our decks uh, is uh, at your behest. Our champion's signature will be an extravagant, uh, very powerful peacock, mm -hmm. uh, kind of like the Volcarona of our region. It's yes. gonna uh, be a baby bird for a little bit, mm -hmm. and really late level, it's going to become like a phoenix type peacock yeah. character. Uh, very dazzling. Um, that being said, uh, in terms of pseudo-legendaries, mm. I think it would be fitting if, uh, if our region, like every other region, has a three-stage dragon type. Okay. To be found in the late game. Uh, now, these can take a variety of forms. There's no limits. There's, you know, we got Dragonite, the big boy everyone loves. Mm -hmm. We got ones like Gudra that are seemingly supposed to be focused on defensive stats. But... Aren't yeah. until Hisui. Mm. That one is. I don't count that one. Um, we got like you know. We can't fit Sneasler in there. Can't fit Sneasler in there. Mm. Uh, well, we can in our decks, but uh, the... <laughs> no, I don't want Sneasler in the decks. And you know, Hydreigon <laughs> is special attack. Yes. Your boy. Uh, so something boy. along those lines. Mm -hmm. So like uh, a three-stage dragon. Okay. Uh, difficult to find and very powerful in one or more stats. All right. So I'll be thinking on, on that. that. Yeah. All right. Uh, and that's that's all I have. All right. Well, with that, of course, shall we get into the main docket today? Mm -hmm. uh, this is at a masterpiece theater. Just a reminder for those of y'all watching, Dan and I show off a few Asian cinema masterpieces to expand our weeb horizons and enhance our appreciation for cinematic culture. Taking turns introducing each other to films we've hopefully never seen before, bridging the gap to our taste and showing our appreciation for cast and crew spanning the globe. Also, it's my B-Day month. As you know, coming up next week. How can I forget? And <laughs> that's what I want for my B-Day, Dan, is a film culture throughout. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, any thoughts on last week's, uh, sorry I butchered the name last time, uh, Kanado Shindo, uh, Onibaba? It stayed with me. Mm -hmm. Very good movie. Like, I, I, I think it's just a good example of, like, 
older black and white cinema in general, mm-hmm. the use of lighting and the use of that environment and everything else are just perfect. Mm-hmm. L- like perfect, like shadow work. I don't yes. know if that's the correct no, no, word, that, but that is the, the correct term. Yeah, lighting, shadow work, mm-hmm. shadow um, play. It builds well. It and since it kind of operates on the rule of threes, it's not. It doesn't feel like it lags or anything. So. Okay. Solid recommendation. If you liked that, then you'll definitely like tonight's film as well. Mm -hmm. So, just saying that. Why this film? Today we're looking at Koroneko, Black Cat, uh, 1968, by the same director, Kanado Shindo. I said that this, uh, continuing Kanado Shindo's work with a little movie that wanted to capture the same vein of success... Uh, It's a great partner piece for the first film, and a few familiar faces in prominent roles throughout this. As we know, Kanado Shindo wanted to use the same cast throughout most of his pictures, and it just works so lovingly here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Playing on my love for theater, also many no and kabuki elements present. I love the way the themes of both films compare and contrast, and also ties to our Haosu watch. Uh, loosely for a perfect triple feature featuring cats and a house. <laughs> so just so you know, uh, I love to hear your thoughts on both films in the end and how you compare and contrast the two. Of course. Uh, let's get to the drawing board, shall we? Done up in his tux and tails in the drawing board award show edition. Just continuing a little bit about Kanado's life. And the conception of Koroneko mm-hmm. from the previous episode. Uh, Koroneko, a black cat in a bamboo grove, or simply the black cat, is a 1968 Japanese horror film directed by Kano Shindo and an adaptation of a supernatural folktale, thus continuing the theme. Yusuke Suzumura of Hosei University has speculated that the film's title was deliberately intended to allude to the Ryonosuke Akutugawa story in a grove, or Yabunonaka in Japanese, as well as Akira Kurosawa's film version of the same story. Although the Japanese title literally means a black cat in a bamboo grove, the phrase Yabunonaka in Japanese is also idomatically used to refer to a mystery that is difficult to unravel. Mm -hmm. So you can expect cats, and you can expect mysteries, Dan. Two of our favorite things. Yeah, yeah. Um, In an essay about Koroneko, film critic Madeline McDone... McDonna? McDonna, she's Irish, I think. Uh, (laughs) What gave you that clue, Dan? (laughs) Uh, Continue. (laughs) Highlighted the roles cats play in Japanese folklore, particularly a bakaneko, a yokai or supernatural entity, uh, thought to have the ability to take the form of a human victim, often eating the victim in the process. So, you like yokai? Uh, Jibanyan, yeah. (laughs) Is that Jibanyan? (laughs) Does he eat the children? <laughs> well, no, he's just a ghost cat. But oh, I, yeah. <laughs> um, Kuroneko is one of a number of Japanese monster cat horror films. Uh, Kubaneko Igai no Bake Neko Mano, a subgenre derived primarily from the repertoire of Kabuki theater, okay. on which there are many ghost cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, other theatrical elements observed in Kuroneko include the film's implant implementation of spotlights the use of smoke to create a ghostly atmosphere which is characteristic of kabuki theater the dance movements of the mother's spirit based on dances in no theater and the resemblance of the spirits jumping and flying movements to chinori a visual trick used in kabuki theater in which actors are made to fly in midair through the use of wires okay. uh, additionally lead actor 
Kichinoman Nakamura was a kabuki performer, and Hideo Kanze, who played the Mikado in Koroneko, specialized in no theater. So, okay. you know, using my theatrical background, I know a lot about mm-hmm. no theater. I could tell you the Hashigagari from the Changing Room stand, for example, but mm-hmm. we won't get into that. <laughs> Just know that I can. Uh, Kuroneko was released theatrically in Japan on February 24th, 1968, where it was distributed by Toho. It was released in the United States by Toho International with English subtitles on July 1968. It was placed in competition at the 1968 Film Festival, currently going on as we record this podcast. But the festival was canceled due to the events of May 1968 in France. I... I don't know what happened. Sorry, I didn't research that. That's, uh, so uh, something happened then, and had to cancel the festival. Um, I'm going to sound tone deaf in the future of our episode, but I didn't research that. We'll look it up. Yeah, In Japan, the film won two awards from the Manichi Film Concourse. Uh, Naboku Otawa won the award for Best Actress for her work in Koroneko and Operation Negligé. And Kiyomi Kurata won the award for Best Cinematography for this and Operation Negligé. Tom Milne of the Monthly Film Bulletin found the film much less extravagant than Shindo's earlier excursion into ghostly horrors with Onibaba, and that it was more of a mood piece. The review concluded that the film has a sufficiently ingenious story to remain enjoyable throughout, and it sporadically discovers moments of genuinely bizarre innovation or invention. Uh, Mahala Dargri... In a film, uh, in a review of the film for New York Times in 2010, described it as a ghost story that's more eerie than unnerving and oftenly hauntingly lovely. The following year, Madeline McDon, McDonough, sorry, uh, called the film darkly seductive and sleek, hair-raisingly graceful, and ready to take its place alongside the other landmarks of Japanese horror history. Mm-hmm. On a review aggregator website, Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of 95% based on 22 reviews, and with a rating of 8.1 out of 10, which is slightly higher than Onibaba. Okay. So just to know where that stands, uh, the cast has Kichiman Nakamura as Jintoki, Nobuko Utawa as the mother Yone slash old woman in Onibaba, who mm-hmm. we saw last week, Kiwawa Tachichi, uh, ta, Taichi as uh, Shige, Kei Sato as Raiko, who we saw as Hachi and Onibaba, Hideo Kanse as the Mikado, uh, Taji Toniyama as the farmer, who is Yushi from Onibaba, uh, Yoshi, Yoshinobu Ogawa as the Raiko follower, and Roko Tora as the warlord. So another small eclectic cast mm-hmm. using the same bevy of characters okay. with it. And that is the end of this drawing board segment. But Dan, before we get into the film proper, do you have any initial thoughts or speculations about this film? Will you like it better? Will you like it worse? Are there more cats? Yes. Um... If if this I don't know I mean this sounds like it has more supernatural elements in it. So, have you uh, heard of this film before in relation to Onibaba? I know that you heard of Onibaba previously, but have you heard of Koronek? Well, I've also eyed this longingly on the Criterion mm-hmm. shelves yes. for a while, but I I am not familiar with what happens in it. So, I if if it's if it has actual ghostesses in it, then I'm spoops and such maybe it could win out i don't know mm. but i i'm just i'm just curious to see how it goes because it i mean from the back of the blurb on the box here it sounds like it deals with a similar like war-torn yeah setting and yeah, it's, it's a like, very similar vibe to the first film yeah like so, like a, a guy dealing with that you enjoyed and, that uh, you enjoy this but i want to hear your comparisons at the end of course 
So, will this film be the catnip to Dan? <laughs> or will it have him get the cat, scra- scra- cat scratch fever? Oh, as long as Rebel Wilson doesn't show up, I'm fine. Unfortunately, she does not. Oh. Well, yeah. See you after the break, audience. Meow. All the leaves are brown. Well, I suppose the cat is out of the bag, Dan. Here we are once more. Yeah, I... Very quality movie. Yeah. Uh, Gordoneco, for those of you unaware of what we just watched. <laughs> I I, I, have a, I do have a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where shall we begin? Should we I just mean, get right into the plot? I mean, uh, do you have any pre-thoughts? Things you expected? Things that changed your mind? What you thought about the film? Uh, I think that this is a must-watch, just oh. in a in a in a cinematic sense. Well, I did hear you go hmm during one point of the film. Uh, you know, because of of the way that it it kind of channels like the Kabuki and No stuff, like the way it integrates that. Mm-hmm. However, I do prefer Onibaba. Wow, and we can we can get into that at the end okay. if if that is the question that you sought. Then uh, it is. Yeah. I it's not the result that I foresaw. At any point in the film, I thought you were going to definitely like uh, this one better than Onibaba. You heard that here first, folks. Dan, not a fan of cats. Well, uh, that I am on record, but (laughs) I don't trust him. (laughs) There you go. Well, I I mean, I have nothing to say. Shall we get into the plot of this film? Which is a brief style plot that I somehow managed to take five pages of notes on. Well, it it has a lot of, there's a lot of, like, visual stuff going on Mm. throughout it, so. Yeah. So we open the film, more rhythmic drums overlapping a dense bamboo forest as we send the beginning where the grass, the Suzuki grass, played an important part in the last film. The bamboo forest kind of plays a similar part in this one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Yone and her daughter-in-law, Shige, live in a hut outside of the bamboo forest. A troop of bedraggled samurai stop and raid their house for food and water. Uh, the women are assaulted, raped, and killed by the samurai. Once they are through, the men leave as if nothing has happened, setting the house and Yone and Shige's bodies aflame mm-hmm. in this. Uh, within the charred remains of the homes, cats gather and lick at the corpses. Yone and Shige are reborn as Koraneko, evil cat spirits who pose as highborn ladies. Yes. And here's where we get our first thing. It's like, did Catwoman starring Halle Berry or Catwoman's origin steal from this? I know it's like an ancient myth. That cats well, kind of bring life or steal souls in be, general. Because I, I mean, obviously I watched the Tim Burton one a lot, so there is that scene where all the cats gather around mm-hmm. her and, like, nip at her and, and, like, you know, do the whole, like, they claw at her, they bite her fingers, they, like, do the thing, and then they bring her back. If I remember correctly, because it's been a long time since I saw the Halle Berry one, mm. that one has a cat directly breathe. Yes. Like it does. a cloud into mm-hmm. the into the Halle Berry's to to bring her back as Catwoman. Yeah, so, I mean, stolen. Yeah, yeah. I it, I think it's an old myth though that cats have that 
they either suck souls or give souls away. Uh, yeah, again, cats are suspicious. So they are cute, but they are suspicious, <laughs> but deadly at the same time. Uh, the women wait nights at the Rajaman gates outside of nearby cities. Uh, their ghostly forms glide over the balconies, and they prey on unsuspecting samurai. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the gliding effects a lot in this movie. I like just overall how theatrical things are with the lighting and the staging of most scenes, mm-hmm. as we will come to see. Lots of mysterious, eerie jumping effects and lighting. One night, a samurai suspects Shige of being a ghost, but she claims she works for the resident lord, or, like, she thought that he worked for the resident lord. Yeah, yeah, she she claims to be coming back from important business. Yeah. Uh, but is too afraid to walk her home with the uh, within the bamboo grove that lies nearby. The samurai agrees to escort her home, uh, her leading the horse through the grove. Strange happenings as meowing is heard and Shige moves quickly and silently, almost as if a ghost cat. Yes. Mm. Uh, the samurai explains that the country is once more in disarray and chaos reigns. Another tagline from our like pre- uh, subsequent watch is that like the natural order is off in the world. Yeah, again, they reference like a like a heat wave that was strong enough to kill birds, birds yeah. and uh, like I think they reference another hailstorm mm-hmm. like they did in the last one. Mm-hmm. So uh, the pair reach the lavish estate, and the samurai is invited to come inside so Shiki and her mother-in-law can show their appreciation. Uh, we get some ghostly see-through effects with the sound of wind through the trees. And I mentioned, like, at the start, this movie opens on, like, something that could be akin to a cat sharpening its claws on bamboo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do, I very much appreciate, like, the way that this this uh, haunted house is set up mm-hmm. because everything is framed in such a way that you don't get a lot of direct looks at any given room. It's like it pans through and... The first time that we see the the estate, it's got this, like, motion effect over it so that the house is stationary and mm-hmm. the bamboo is swaying behind it. In the background, it. yeah. And then when you're inside it, like, the bamboo is obviously, like, planted in, you know, like, open gardens within this this estate. But the way that the camera moves around, it's like the the bamboo is coming up through the house mm-hmm. at random intervals so it's like this ghostly illusion is fading in and out yeah. at moments cuz like it's, it's like it's part of the natural world or yeah like if you focus on it for too long you're going to realize that something is off but the the samurai being lured to their doom mm-hmm. don't yeah yeah uh, the samurai welcomed in has an odd feeling he cannot shake. The natural order is out of whack. Yone appears bringing food and sake to the samurai. The samurai remarks he feels like he has met the woman before. Uh, Yone's hair and like a blink and a miss it twitches like a cat. Mm-hmm. And I know that happens at like some points in the film, but it's like, hmm, these women may not be exactly what they say they are. Yes. Um, more meowing. Yone asks... Uh, the samurai, if he has met the um, the samurai, his age, inquiring about her own son, still off fighting. Um, we find out the son was Shige's betrothed, and he's been fighting for three years, but has not returned from war. So another parallel from our last film, where like the woman characters are at home mm-hmm. waiting for the son to return, um, their order or balance again. Uh, Yone's son was taken away from them to fight in a war neither of them cared for uh, and could be anywhere as the war rages throughout Japan. Yone suddenly disappears and the man believes he sees Shige pouring sake with a cat paw. Yeah, and it's also another thing with this uh, this lord, or I mean this, this samurai, when mm-hmm. he's going on this speech it becomes like a recurring thing. He goes on, the drunker he gets, he goes on this whole like, oh... 
Three years? Well, uh, you know, I'm sure that your son by now hasn't returned home because he's a hero. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, this this whole stretch of time has given average people the means to become uh, champions, and, you know, we can take whatever we want. Like, yeah. so that's, I'm sure he's off just fighting and adventuring because, uh, you know, everyone bows to the samurai and we can do whatever we feel like. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, the, the cats are... Not against. Uh, yes. Or not for. Um, in the manse, Yone laps water from a bucket, so it's like, hmm. It's cat behavior. <laughs> Act an awful lot like a cat. After becoming drunk, the man tries to seduce Shige, who plays along. Yone does a kabuki-style dance as the pair make love. As they do, Shige rips the throat out of the man uh, with her bare teeth, and the body is disposed of publicly, and the women continue this cycle of violence against samurai. We get more of like those folklore terms of, like, you're going to see this done three or four times. Yeah. Before we get the gist of the story, which um, at the same time as like being quicker than the three stories we see in Onibaba, mm-hmm. this one does feel a little bit longer at that regard. Yes, at least in my, you know, in my opinion, I do like Onibaba better mm-hmm. um, in the spirits of things. But I do like the theatricality of this film too. Yeah. Um, in this subsequent viewing that I've had, but their main thing is they're going to lure men to the gate, through the grove, into their homes, supping them with boobs, seducing, and then killing them, displaying the bodies in a public space, and the cycle goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do this to seek revenge against the samurai. Once in a while, the men do not make it to the estate and are killed in the forest, as like yeah. the women inhabit their cat powers and jump around. Yeah. I mean, if the men become suspicious, which yeah. a few of them do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's, like, there are a few, like, twists within this routine that they have. Like, there's, I, I don't know if it means anything, but, like, I, I think the the third samurai who gets brought in, like, uh, Shige directly disrobes to, like, yeah, f- like further flirt seduce with him. him yeah. So maybe if, like, even if the, the samurai doesn't completely take the bait, like, the cats have to kill somebody that gotta night so they the gotta game, yeah. they gotta they gotta do it mm-hmm. um but yeah sometimes they become suspicious they notice the cat activity in the bamboo grove <laughs> the captivity but then they're disposed of out there yes uh, the bodies are discovered and the governor minamoto no raiko receives a chastising from the higher-ups uh he's literally sweating drops before this person that comes to talk with him yeah. i'm not sure if that's the emperor i don't think it is because the emperor wouldn't deign himself but i do like that scene where He's, like, sweating drops, bowing before him yeah. in the heat. Um, this is a disgrace, and you must get to the bottom of this. These ghosts could strike anywhere, and I'm, like, afraid for mine and the higher-up's safety. It, like, I, ca- I can't sleep peacefully at night. <laughs> yeah. And and then, uh, you know, he Rizo goes back to his own men, and he's like, oh, like, the, you know, the bougies can't sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, like, that's so what I'm worried about. it's on my shoulders now, yeah. yeah. So you need to take care of that, and he calls up his samurai, but... Like, none of them are available, they're all fighting off, and he's like, well, I was just testing you to see if that was the case anyway. Yeah. Um, in Izo, northern Japan, a young man, Hachi, kills a general by the name of Kami Sunehiko after fleeing from him with his heavy club. Uh, this is another parallel where they're fighting in the tall grass. Mm-hmm. So it's like, could these movies exist in the same time period? The same world, perhaps? It's foreseeable. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Hachi rides back to show Raiko that he has done, or what he has done with the general's head, and is promoted to samurai, receiving the name Jintoki of the Grove, which he took while fighting this uh, combatant because he was nervous and was like, I don't have a name for myself. Yeah, like the other guy, uh, the Kaido-esque guy with the big iron club shouted out his battle title, and then, uh, you know, uh, Hachi didn't have one, so he's like, oh, okay, I, I'll change a letter of Kintoki. And then I was born in a bamboo grove. Yeah. So it's like, hmm. Who do we know that yeah. may be born in a bamboo grove or near a bamboo grove? Uh, all of Raiko's other's men have died. So really, Hachi Jintoki is the only one left to deal with these ghosts. Uh, Jintoki is washed and dressed regally, and he rides back to his family home, finding its burnt remains and an old farmer by the name of Jimbei. Uh, Jimbei tells Hachi that his mother and wife were not here when the rest of the villagers returned from fleeing the war. And his home has been burnt down, and his mother and wife are presumed dead. Mother, Shige. Yeah, he goes back to the ruins well, and just decries. This it. is us at the GameStop, I guess, uh, yes. in our neighboring towns, yeah. I would rejoice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you would have burnt it down. I, uh, yeah, it, it, that, that, is a, that is a place with demon cats if there ever was one. I got him, GameStop. Get him! <laughs> uh, Hachi meets with Raiko, who sets him up with exterminating the ghost that haunts the capital gate. Uh, Jintoki slash Hachi, not really thinking about woman, but Raiko offers any of his own harem should Jintoki be successful mm-hmm. in this endeavor. Uh, that night, Hachi is walking by the Rajaman gate when the ghostly Shige appears, going through the same motions, but this time she's remaining suspiciously quiet. Yeah, not showing her face yeah, directly. not making eye contact, except for that first time. She's like, oh no. Yeah. Like, this is the one that I don't really want to do. Uh, they walk through the bamboo grove, reaching the estate. Shige is still being silent, almost as if she doesn't want to go through this horrible setup with Hachi. Yone greets Hachi inside. Hachi asks them their names and recognizes recognizes them in looking exactly the same as his wife and mother. Mm-hmm. Um, they have lived in this house for three years, suspicious, because that's just how long Hachi has been away from war. Yes. Um, they are both in a tearful silence when Hachi asks the truth, and then both float away when Hachi demands an answer to their real identity identities. Uh, the goats plague Hachi with visions of cats and their burnt home. Mm-hmm. So, lots of cats. Uh, Hachi returns again to the Rajaman Gate the next night, calling for the women. He rides to the grove and finds the estate eerily quiet and abandoned, only cats meowing. Uh, he just wants to see his family. He attempts the same process night after night. In their spirit realm, both Shige and Yane are suffering. They too only want to see Hachi, but their spirit forms need blood and revenge, and they are stuck in their ways. So they've, like, agreed to this sort of pact. Yeah, they can't break it. Yeah. Yeah. I do like how theatrical this is. Like, as they're suffering, like, they'll walk a few steps and then fall into a spotlight Mm -hmm. and be like, what are you doing here, daughter? Like, you need to pull yourself together. This and a later scene are set up very much like a stage play. Yes, yes. Um... Uh, Hachi returns, sorry. Um, I lost my space. Uh, Shige's taking it very hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so she's taking it very hard. She's weeping uh, copious amounts. Clearly, she doesn't want part of this deal anymore. Uh, But the mother, Yane, says, we must bear with this pain. Hachi rides up and Shige tries to run to him, but is stopped by Yane Mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, Another night at the Rajman, uh, Shige appears to Hachi at last. They all meet at the estate and celebrate Hachi's return home. Shige serves Hachi Saki. Uh, Hachi demands to know who these two are, as if he couldn't put two and two together since they look exactly like your wife and your beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can only stay together until dawn. Yanni steps out of the room, watching from within the house, meowing. 
Uh, remember when we had a kitten at home? So it's like that part of this whole mystique ritual thing is like they were good to a cat, so now cats are good to them. Yes. Yeah. It's Interesting. All, it's all left there, but um, maybe better to forget about the past. And Yone dances, so it's almost like she has to do this uh, no kabuki style dance in the background every yeah. time this. But she's visible, like ever so slightly. And I got to give props to the act, like the actor, because because mm-hmm. she is like. She's doing, going through the motions of the dance, but she's clearly, like, ever so slightly hesitant with it. Yeah. Like, she's like, this is gonna, this is gonna be bad. Yeah. But. Uh, both Hachi and Shige kiss, maybe more, definitely more, mm-hmm. <laughs> as they're making love. As the dawn approaches, Yone re-enters the room to wake the lovers. Hachi must depart to before then, and Hachi asks Shige to wait for him. Yes. So this cycle begins. Uh, Hachi informs Raiko that something stopped him from killing the ghost. And, you know, he's asked the question by Raiko, have you been bewitched by these spirits? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Shige waits at the grove and Hachi returns once more as the pair make out and make up for lost time. We get a different framed romance here than Onibaba. Yes. With, like, this true romance going on but there's a time limit as opposed to like the young woman and the other guy making out in the ba- uh, yeah. the, the grass against the mother's wishes even though this could technically be against the mother's wishes too but yeah i was gonna say it's it's maybe it's a similar parallel there too but we don't know if that's because it's against her wishes or if because the the mother cat spirit is just more set in its survival instincts at this point mm-hmm. so so Hache informs uh, the young woman, like, I want to devour you. Yeah. Like, what's going on there? Is there something, like, a parallel there with, like, the curse that's going on at the moment? I think it's, I think it's just, like, a lover thing. It's it's yeah. just, like, I want, I want oh, you so to be... Oh, so your lovers have said you they want to eat you. Well, I would think that it's, like, I want you to, you know, like, <laughs> I want to, to bring you so close that... You, I can't, you know, I don't have to worry about losing you ever again. It's like, I think that would be... Interesting. Army Hammer just perked up listening to this podcast. I, if, he, if he's a fan, I, I don't... <laughs> Cannibalism, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, the young woman says, never let me go. Hachi finds that Shige is waiting for him in the grove, or doesn't find that Shige is waiting for him in the grove after all this time has gone by. So we yes. get like... Night after night, we see, like, their exploits together. Yeah. Uh, the last night, he is informed by Yane that uh, she was only given seven days to see you and make love to you, but then her soul has been whisked off to literal hell. Yes. So she bit the bullet for you. Uh, this last night was the seventh, and now her soul is lost. Uh, Hachi says this is ridiculous. How can the dead die? Yane cannot tell Hachi that they are promised uh, to the god of evil, like when yeah. they first died, they made a pact with the god of evil to kill samurai to stay alive in pursuit of revenge. Yeah, which seemingly would have bought them immortality as long as they kept up that agreement going, but uh, Shige had uh, traded it for like, okay, I'll become mortal, but then seven days, you gotta go. Yeah. So. Uh, Shine, Shige broke this agreement, Yone cries when asked if she is really Hachi's mother, tell me who killed you, mother. Um, Yone goes... Uh, almost goes against her vow. Like, there's a moment where, you know, she's clearly, like, thinking through, like, should I just damn myself Mm -hmm. in order to get back? But she says that their vow was to drink the blood of every last samurai in the world. And even at points before, they're like, why couldn't he not be a samurai? Yeah. Then we would have, like, had the dream life going on here. But instead of killing you, Shige gave herself, and now she is trapped in hell. 
Hachi moans and Yane can't stay or can't say exactly who killed them. Even though it's assumed that maybe they're killing some of the samurai from before, mm-hmm. but not all of them. And that's why their mission is constantly going on. Yes. Um, but it's not. It's yeah. limited to all the set. Like, it's like just as per a demon's tricks, it would be like every keep samurai. killing samurai. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hachi tells Raiko everything about how samurai were indirectly behind these killings. Raiko will not hear of anyone besmirching samurai. How could cats hate samurai, Dad? Yeah, that's the question. That's the main question. Yeah. <laughs> we have no quarrel with them. No. So, <laughs> uh, Ordered to destroy these ghosts. Uh, one of them is already gone. Raiko wants proof. Uh, Yane is now killing samurai alone. Appearing at crime scenes and flipping through the trees. So, like... She set up more murders, and she's suspiciously posed at these murder scenes, just casually walking away. I, I mean, I guess that's to, to imply that she's getting more brazen about it, because yeah. she's or like... Or she just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. She wants to be exactly. seen. Uh, Hachi rides past the Rajamon once more at night, and Yane appears. She cannot leave. If Hachi doesn't kill her, then he will die. Um, Yane wanted to see Hachi one more time before apparently falling Shige to hell... And she asked him to return to the estate to say a sutra for her, a prayer, mm-hmm. in order that she could pass on peacefully. Uh, Hachi follows her through the grove, and he sees her jump over this puddle, but then sees a reflection in this puddle of her as her cat form, mm-hmm. demon, spirit, whatever have you. Um, uh, uh, then she see- he sees the Koroneko's true face. Hachi pauses and strikes at Yane, who leaps through the trees like a feline. Mm-hmm. Um, Hachi severs one of her arms, which turns into a black cat paw, and Hachi brings it back to Raiko. And then we get the line, why would cat hate samurai? Sorry, that that happens now. But, uh, Raiko doesn't believe in demons, and Hachi must purify himself along with the arm, so both are sealed in a room for seven days' time. But I I do like this, I I really liked this, this little thing from Raizo here, because it, I don't know, I think it plays into, like, a lot of how folklore develops, like, the beast of, like... Geverdon or whatever like it's like a mm. it's like oh well i was once sent to kill a demon that was uh infesting a mountain but it just turned out to be like a, a bandit who was particularly infamous mm-hmm. but then i went back and said that it was a giant demon yeah and it's like so in your case when we tell people about this it won't just be uh like a big rogue cat it'll be a, a thousand foot demon mm-hmm. goblin cat who has preyed on samurai out of evil so it's like you know, we're gonna make a show of it, we're gonna tell all the people, and we're gonna, like, that's gonna become synonymous with you. Yes. So, because there's, he says, like, there's honor in slaying a demon, mm-hmm. as opposed to... A like, regular old woman yeah. with a curse. Yeah. Uh, Yane meows to Hachi while he's in this purification room, pulling a very Jonathan Dan move with, like, let me in, the emperor told me to come here. I won't. <laughs> mm, well, then you're gonna be in big trouble if you don't, Dan. Uh, but Hachi doubts this is his real mother, uh, Hachi swords bars her from getting her arm, or at least the demon from getting her arm, mm-hmm. apparently, so that's why he's been sealed in this room. Uh, the voice is echoing all around the room, and Hachi says that he just wants to see his mother at peace, but she will never be at peace again. A voice asks Hachi to open the door, but he cannot until dawn. The voice claims to be a seer, sent by the emperor in order to help him in this last night's endeavor, and to bless the arm, mm-hmm. so that it doesn't bother him anymore. Um, evil spirits may appear this last night, so let me help. And at this point I said, I don't know about you, Dan, but I smell a trick. I think something's yeah. going on here. Yeah, your acting skills were... <laughs> yeah. 
I had to question. <laughs> well, even when she comes in, she just has some freckles. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, you're clearly not my mother. Yes, and uh, her not showing her arm. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, sure, why not? I see no reason to mistrust you. I'll open the door. Hachi opens the door, and it's totally not Yane who comes in. Uh... Is that the Koroneko arm? She asks, let me see it, let me hold it, I can't pick it up myself, you'll have to give it to me. All very troublesome throughout. Uh, wait a second, are you missing an arm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Koroneko Yane shows herself and snatches back the arm within her mount as cats are wont to do, flipping and skidding away from the attacks mm-hmm. set upon her. Uh, sorry, Mom. Uh, Yane is crying. A good point for this actress here. Like, clearly she doesn't want to do... What, what her doing. nature is making yeah. her do uh, before she leaps through the ceiling and into the air and into the night, never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hachi stumbles through what apparently is the grove and onto the estate, remembering the time with Shige and his mother. He collapses in the wreckage as it snows and cats meow, beginning yeah. the cycle once more. And was that not the wreckage of his original house? Yes. Uh, it was. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. It's almost like it began exactly where it started, Dan. Yes. A true catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the simplest plot that we've come across on this podcast so far. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our shortest episodes to date, but any final thoughts on Koroneko? My main thing mm-hmm. is that, and that's not that's not to uh, talk down the quality of this movie because it is. You should see it. It's got a lot of good cinema tricks. It's got like a lot of you know again like the the way that it utilizes like the the kabuki and the the no stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend it. It's spooky. It's good. It's got a good atmosphere. Yeah. Well, when Hachi was riding in front of that sun, you went, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I, no, I, yeah. I was impressed. Um. I just think that Onibaba had, like, a tighter story. Okay. Like, I think that, like, I, um, like, Onibaba, like, it hit those beats, and then you, like, by the time you're finished with Onibaba, like, you see, like, oh, okay, so that was the entire, like, like the cycle of what was happening, mm-hmm. um, without it being too obvious when you're watching. This one, to me... And it's not like it's not a bad thing because it's a lot of it's like a lot of older horror movies did it, but I I'm not fond of like the protag just kind of maybe goes crazy and dies mm. at the end. Okay. Like I I thought that something was going to happen to bring everything more full circle. Like mm-hmm. perhaps uh, Yone would you know be won over by loving her son mm-hmm. and she would reveal that like Rizo was one of the samurai that okay. had killed her like and then it, revenge plot goes there That's and then like you know and then Hachi would have had the the moral quandary of like do I listen to a demon and go back and kill my mm-hmm. you know samurai lord here no, or you know sense. do I just sense. let this end yeah. you know like and then it would have cut back to like one of the the faceless samurai in the house at the beginning would have been revealed to have been Rizo or something. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I mean, it's assumed that he is one. Yeah, I yeah. I assumed it, but, yeah. uh, like, I thought something like that was going to happen. Maybe it would have even ended on, like, what's Hachi gonna do? He's gonna be... He's gonna go see Rizo, maybe be left alone with him, and then we'll end it there, and with, like, a cat meowing or something, mm-hmm. so it's like, the cats are plunging the realm into chaos, yeah. etc., but... Instead, it just kind of, you know, it, it, it was just one of those things where there wasn't really a solution. It was just the protagonist mm-hmm. is dead, and 
Not that it's a bad thing, no, no, it's no. just not to my taste, so for no. that I give Onibaba the points. I mean, I feel along the similar lines, I feel like this one is a little bit too folklore fairy tale esque mm-hmm. Like, it feels like a story that's condensed while Onibaba had the characters making a little bit more zany choices in the realms of, like, actual human choices in mm-hmm. the end of things. So, I mean, we agree on that point. Mm-hmm. And I would have never thought I saw that coming, you know? I like when, I, the when you think cats, I'm going to zig, uh, i got to zag, so... Uh, <laughs> I thought the cats would have won you over. Yeah, I'm too suspicious. And those cat actors. <laughs> Catchers. <laughs> the cactor. Yikes. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's all i got to talk about. I like this movie. Yeah. I hope you like them both in the Kanado Shindo uh, oeuvre. I did. That uh, is Japanese folklore. I will say that my third pick doesn't resemble these two in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting how you take that at the end of the month or at the end of Animasterpiece. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you are supplying one of your own in the coming week. Yes. Um, but before we get there and we end the episode and you give us a little tease, is there anywhere that our audience can find us on social media, Dan? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Dennis, where I try to post artwork when I can, as well as our Anime Was Not a Mistake uh, Facebook page. Hmm. You can follow me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, uh, and uh, Drink and Read JK on the Twitter. You can also check one of those out for TikTok. Um, I do have two other podcasts, one being Nightcaps at the Theater, where me and a couple friends get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies. And then if reading is more of your forte or passion, check out drink and read where i've covered uh war and peace and uh, dune mm-hmm. yes um, but animaster piece is not over yet anime is coming up soon mm-hmm. but we've got this month in the books for the movies yes. yes for the films uh for the cinema um so i really wanted to surprise folks with Mm. with next week's pick interesting um and in some ways it's not surprising but in other ways it might be uh you know uh i recently purchased a trilogy or quadrilogy technically of movies from the Mm -hmm. 90s um and i watched all of them i picked one uh, that uh, this one being the third one in a trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like it, it is not only my favorite of the bunch, uh, has the best of the things that I like, um, but it also... The, the, the trilogy itself brings home a lot of anime tropes that we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a shrine with some kind of mysterious uh, being dwelling inside of it. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of ancient prophecies. We got a lot of, you know, the, the power of belief and faith and humanity. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Evangelion stuff going on in there. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, we're going to... We're going to Take a trip to the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be delving into some kaiju, oh. but not oh. Godzilla. Uh. Instead, we're going to be looking to the skies. <gasps> if, and if you look closely, you might see a flying turtle. Uh. And that's right. Uh, on behalf of the children of the world, Gamera is descending. Gamera. Uh, for the third movie in his Hisei trilogy, Gamera 3, Revenge of Iris. Oh, we hope my. to see you then. <laughs> When turtles fly, Dad. Oh, they will, and they'll be very mad. <laughs> Here 
at Anime was not a mistake. We have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcast in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our wee horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Mucho, mucho, mucho. Tanto como entonces. Siempre hasta morir.